0: Welcome to Crossing the Tape. Today's interesting case is about the Cleveland Torso murderer. Oh, the Butcher of Kingsbury Run? Yes. As always, I'm Hillary. I'm Brendan. Welcome to the show. Sign the crime scene log and join us.
1: We begin in 1934, September to be exact, Ohio, in the land of Cleve. Oh, Cleveland. I got it thank you a woman's torso cut off at the thighs which i guess if you're going to be cut off somewhere that's as good as anywhere
0: i don't think there's a preferable spot (laughs) we'll we'll see we'll get there okay because
1: we've got a few different options here Mm. so that's
0: option number one
1: cut off at the thighs washed up on the shores of lake erie how fitting Eerie. Was uh, Lick spooky. <laughs> uh, was never identified. and She'd been in the water for several months. Her skin was discolored, reddish, uh, likely due to a chemical applied to her body before being dumped.
0: Wasn't it very leather-like?
1: Very leathery indeed. And though shocking and highly puzzling, this case just appeared to be a plain old Depression-era murder, and not indicative of anything greater. But a couple years later, this would be officially identified as victim number zero, the lady in the lake.
0: Ah, yes. I read about that one.
1: Uh, Victim zero, because it wasn't initially tied to the torso killer's murders, but how often do you find a torso? Right. Just. I'm not sure why it wasn't looked at. It had to be added in later, which is why this isn't victim one, this is zero.
0: Right, especially when they don't know who the murderer is.
1: You start seeing torsos pop up in the same area, you start to wonder if it's maybe the same guy. Right. Or person, there could be lady serial killers, Nanny Doss. Mm -hmm. One year later, September of 35, two boys found the naked, castrated, headless bodies, bodies of two men in Cleveland's Kingsbury Run, specifically on Jackass Hill. How fun. (laughs) I mean, not the bodies, but Jackass Hill. (laughs) Uh, One male, approximately 40 years old, was not identified, just like the Lady in the Lake. But the other was ID'd as Edward Andrasi. And Andrasi was known to frequent the Kingsbury-run area, which was essentially a Hooverville, those Depression-era shantytown homeless encampments mm-hmm. rife with prostitution and vagabonds and other ne'er-do-wells. Right. But a lot of just working poor people who didn't have a two pennies to rub together, and the best they could do was set up a little shanty under a bridge. January of 63... The body of Florence Palillo was identified, located, stuffed into a pair of baskets. Hmm. Um, of course, also chopped up and so on. Not at the thighs. So this is, is option as number is two. Preferable, um, of course, decapitated as well, which was the cause of death. Or I'm sorry. Yes, the cause of death was decapitation, but. The killer, according to the coroner, waited for rigor mortis to set in after that, before dismembering. further dismembering. Uh, she was identified by her fingerprints, hmm. which is fun. Yes. <laughs> you love fingerprints.
0: I love fingerprints. They're the best.
1: Not from a dismembered hand, though, preferably.
0: No. I've only dealt with that once. Hmm. Wasn't too fun.
1: <laughs> and that was enough. Yeah. Uh, the trend would continue through fall of 36 with an additional three victims being discovered between the start of the year and fall. All three were male, all three decapitated. The victims were often drained of their blood and chemically preserved again, like leather. Kind of like a taxidermy kind of thing. Right. And often castrated and do something that'll be important later. The cuts were always precise, careful, maybe surgical hmm. in nature. Um, generally, the cause of death was the decapitation, and the heads were removed with one clean, swift
0: whoosh. that's an interesting method of killing, though I mean.
1: Just straight decapitation. Just, yeah, just get it over with. Not and shooting, poisoning, no. and then dismembering later. Yeah, that's that's odd. Well, and that would mean you would have to overpower mm-hmm. the victim or maybe sedate them. Mm-hmm.
0: That's possible. That would be more likely. And And one swoop and that's it. So yeah. you have to do it right.
1: Right. The strength that it would take, even with the proper tools to decapitate someone like that plus being able to carry them up the hills of king <laughs> carry them up jackass hill mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure my dad told me to go up jackass hill once but i don't know what he meant. <laughs> um,
0: pretty sure it wasn't that <laughs>
1: <clears throat> the strength that it would take to cleanly dismember someone like that decapitate and heave their body even in separate baskets or different wrappings like we'll see later um, led authorities to believe this was more than likely a male possibly medical background Hmm. or just an absolute lunatic Well, that goes without saying both Both. (laughs) who would do something like this? A sane person? no Media attention was off the charts thanks to the lack of suspect information other than eh, probably a dude. And of course the possibility possibility that anyone in Kingsbury Round or the surrounding areas could be next. Right. The Scary. victims usually not identified and the ones that were didn't seem to have a connection. Um, have you heard of Elliot Ness? Oh yes. Elliot, don't call me Loch Ness (laughs) Legendary uh, Prohibition era lawman Leader of the Untouchables We've all seen the movie And was appointed safety director for Cleveland Which put him in charge of police and fire for the whole city (laughs) So he's the fire police chief or the police fire chief Right Not a job I envy No No That seems like a big city and way too much to have on one person's plate. Right. Uh, The high-profile torso murders demanded Ness's direct involvement because, of course... Look, man, you're in charge of all this. He just started the job in 1935, and the bodies are immediately turning up. I'm not saying there was correlation, but it becomes his responsibility right away, and the mayor's leaning on him to get it solved and get this stopped it's sure a test of his abilities yeah well and that's the thing he, this guy's he dealt with al capone right now that he's dealing with a real dangerous person <laughs> not tax evasion yeah this is the real deal <laughs> not bootlegging right D legging hmm, hmm? <laughs> ness assigned detectives to pose as hobos what a fun assignment uh, to mosey around Kingsbury Run, keeping their ear to the ground, interviewing other vagrants and trying to uncover any leads. Yeah, you know, maybe somebody's talking or they could overhear that somebody knows someone who went missing or is responsible. Mm-hmm. Hey, my friend likes to cut people into pieces and remove their heads and castrate them and chemically preserve them. But they never heard anything like that, right. unfortunately. Uh, The hobo cops, as I call them, (laughs) conducted about 1,500 interviews with the people of Kingsbury Run, and between them and the rest of the department, the uniformed detectives, over 5,000 people were questioned during (laughs) the investigation, and still, there were no major breaks in the case. Wow. That is a lot of questioning, especially to turn up, I don't know
0: mm-hmm and you know back then you have to think of the transcripts for that Ugh. because they didn't have body cameras Some they didn't have poor voice recorders. secretary on
1: a typewriter hmm
0: they had to write it down on their notepads and then have it transcribed for their actual report
1: woof mm-hmm so that also means if they did that for every single one formally then they are somewhere in in <laughs> In The records there's like. That's probably most of the case files. Of pages. That's probably
0: the case file. The murder book is probably just the transcripts. Probably get a little sloppy
1: towards the end with that much.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine. Talk Ah. to this
1: guy. He didn't say nothing. Right. Next, (laughs) only four thousand ninety-nine to go. Still no breaks in the case from all that questioning, and that leads us to victim number seven. Though the increased police activity and presence in Kingsbury Run probably had the locals shaken up, uh, it wasn't enough to dissuade the killer. In February of '37, bodies were still turning up. Hmm. Uh, in June of that year, on no. the same hill, Not or somewhere different. <laughs> well, it's all Jackass Hill when you think about it. <laughs> Every town has a jackass here. Uh February of 37, a three-month dead body washed up on East 30th Street. Hmm. Decapitated, unidentified, and female is really all we know. By then, yeah. <laughs> uh, surprised they know that much. In June, a skull was found under a bridge next to a burlap sack. Containing the rest of the decedent's skeleton.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, that one was possibly identified as... I believe her first name was Rose? I think so. Um, possibly identified by dental records, though the coroner said that it wasn't for certain, so that's still...
0: It was iffy, but that was closer than they got with most of them.
1: Right. Yeah, they had the first two and then No Luck, and then this one, a maybe. Uh, Victim number nine, July of that same year. What was it?
0: Yeah, it was Rose Wallace. Rose
1: Wallace, that's the one. Um, Still either Rose Wallace or Jane Doe number three at that point. Um, July of the same year, 73. A headless male corpse, in pieces, was recovered from the. <clears throat> pronounce this correctly, Cuyahoga River. I'm not from Cleveland. I don't know. Don't ask me. In addition to decapitation, the corpse also had its heart ripped out. Interesting. And
0: gross. Yeah. Well, gross, but that's interesting as far as. Mo.
1: Yeah. Right. To this point. There's been castration and decapitation. Now the killer's getting maybe a, a little more, a little too sickening for my, for my <laughs> liking. That's a bit much. That's where I draw the line.
0: <laughs> That's the line? Yeah.
1: No, leave the heart alone. <laughs> April of 1938, another body was found in the same river. It was pulled from the river, uh, separated into a couple different burlap bags, This one female, again, Hmm. Again. unidentified. The arms of that body were never recovered. The rest was found in the different bags, Mm -hmm. but no arms. This one, though, testing showed that there were drugs in in their system prior to the death.
0: Hmm. That Uh, would explain a lot.
1: Yeah, possibly to paralyze, sedate the victim. But, again, the arms were never found, so... That could they have could indicated I- more like if they were more a recreational drug user and had, you know, True. regular injection sites on the arm.
0: Well then I'm thinking the arm was forethought because there's no fingerprints then.
1: Right. Yeah. That <clears throat> helped prevent identification. And of course, if the drugs were administered there, it could have been more to throw off the mm-hmm. throw the police off the scent. <clears throat> August of nineteen thirty eight. Two more bodies were found in a garbage dump, which could be seen, get this, from Elliot Ness's office window.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Possibly to <clears throat> taunt the A little man.
0: bit of a tease.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. <clears throat> uh, both bodies dismembered, wrapped in butcher paper. One of them female, I believe the other male. Um, but the female was wrapped in a men's suit jacket, a blazer, <clears throat> as well as... Well, the head was, at least, um, being wrapped in butcher paper. <clears throat> and So we've got 12 victims by that point. That
0: was going to be my next question. What what number are
1: we on now? We're at 12. Very similar throughout. Um, always dumped in strange places, and it seems like every time someone just stumbles upon them. Right. Um like the ones in the river, someone saw something floating and investigated it. And it turns out that was part of a body which launched a search for the remains, mm-hmm. which were usually very close by. Um, it, the ones in the garbage dump, the workers were you know, just, guess, sifting through and found the woman, mm-hmm. called police, who came and started searching for the rest of her body. And stumbled upon the second body.
0: Right, but I still feel like that one was left there intentionally. Oh yeah,
1: well yeah. If, Those. if it can be seen from yeah Elliot Ness's window, then that's that was kind of a... a hey, I'm right under your nose, mm-hmm. and you still can't catch me. And st- they still didn't have anything really. Right. They were bringing people in regularly for questioning, holding them for the murders, and then realizing, well, oh, we don't have anything, and having to drop right. it and release them.
0: Now nowadays that wouldn't be the case because there'd be some kind of surveillance footage from somewhere, especially outside of a law enforcement building. There would be some kind of camera for detection. So, I mean, during that time, you'd at least
1: see a vehicle. Right, you'd see
0: something. You'd have a little bit more just because of all Mm -hmm. of the technology and tracking ability these days. Mm -hmm. But of course, back then that wasn't available.
1: You now, something that I never, in the research that I did, I didn't see it come up. I don't think they ever considered that there would have been more than one killer. They did. They did, they did oh, they later
0: did. on, but that wasn't until nineteen ninety seven. Oh really? Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Oh. They decided that there was probably more than one. Or at least someone. Or at least some working in conjunction. Right. Yeah. But that wasn't. That was not uh, much later. Yeah, 1997 was when they decided that.
1: Wow. Because yeah, it seems like, I mean, if you've got one person luring these people in mm-hmm. or kidnapping somehow and going totally unnoticed, that's going to be difficult enough. And right. then dismembering them Well. alone, well, we know the cuts were you know, precise and careful. So if there were two guys just hacking at a person with a couple of hatchets, you wouldn't have that.
0: No. But so, then
1: disposing of the bodies, I don't know. It's, to me... It could um, have been one person doing a whole lot of work, or it could have been a couple.
0: To me, it seems like maybe there was one person actually committing the murders because of the clean cuts. <laughs> and if they were the same, I didn't see anything about that either. If they were the same or used the same kind of knife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they were but, always clean. I think. Right.
1: regardless of the implement, it wasn't, there was never like someone right. sawed through with a, a bread knife.
0: No, but that's what I mean. Because that was so consistent to me, it seems like
1: whoever was doing the there job was and,
0: one murderer. Yeah. But I would not doubt by any means that there was somebody assisting. Mm-hmm. So, but, and at that point, you still have to say that there's two, just because of involvement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, if they're, if there's a second person involved and they both kept the secret, it also makes you wonder what the motive right. could have been. I mean, it, it's the Depression. Nobody really has anything, and they're taking people from shantytown. They, they were bored. Yeah.
0: Could have been somebody who had seen... Had been a lot more busy at one time and got severely bored. I mean, that's a very demented way to take care of boredom. Yeah. But.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've never quite gone down that path.
0: Let's hope you never do. Hmm.
1: Video games. I play video games when I'm bored. Mm -hmm. But it does raise the question of who and for what reason. Right. Because, all right, let's say you kill all 12 of these people and you dismember them and hide the bodies around and the cops have no idea.
0: I think it's that. What did you gain? You gained. It's not like
1: they had, like, well, this guy had a, he had a nice watch, so we took that nobody has anything.
0: I think that's, I think that's exactly it. These are the bums. I think it's that they got away with so many murders without, right under the police's nose without ever being caught. And for some people,
1: that's that's the entire idea. It's just seeing how much they can do.
0: Well, and then you have to look at the castration. Mm -hmm. It might be a confidence booster that they did it because they were getting away with it. So they kept doing it because they may have had a low Mm self-esteem and a confidence booster. They may have felt like they were inadequate based on castrating all the men. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And decapitating is another form of control and... Dominance,
1: jealousy, and loneliness, mm-hmm. and wanting to feel some form of power, right? So, so I mean, taking away other men's manliness, right. so to speak,
0: right? And I'm no expert, but it's speculative, but it would yeah. make sense
1: to me. Mm-hmm. Seems like you would, if it's the depression, wouldn't you want to like murder a millionaire and take all their money?
0: There were no millionaires. What are you talking about? Well, Cleveland had a millionaire's <laughs> rope,
1: it was a booming town. <laughs> or, you know, the guy that isn't giving you any work because he doesn't have the money to pay any employees. Right. Not yeah. The poor working class who are struggling just like everyone else. Well, but that was easy. That's true. Well, and, and they wouldn't so c- many were unidentified.
0: Exactly. They didn't know it they would not be missed. I hate to right. say it that way, but that's mm-hmm. that's what it would be.
1: Well, and that's the same reason a lot of modern serial killers will target like prostitutes. Or, There's a far lower likelihood that Mm -hmm. anyone's going to come looking for them or report them missing because a lot of times they're estranged from family. Mm -hmm. They don't have any contact with anyone else. So no one's going
0: to be looking.
1: Right. Yeah, who's going to come searching for John Doe number five? Right. Who was just some guy past sleeping under a bridge. Right. Well, speaking of sleeping under a bridge if you can't stop the butcher from victimizing the residents of Kingsbury Run, kind of a can not beat join 'em join him sort of thing.
0: I guess, but I don't think that was his thinking. I no. think his thinking was to get rid of the temptation, but it was done in a very poor fashion. This is a real
1: <clears throat> kill-the-hostage situation. This,
0: this never would happen nowadays.
1: Yeah, it's, well... If someone, if you kill the hostages, then the hostage taker doesn't have any more leverage. Then that, you can get them. Is kind of the that, way.
0: That's the mindset here,
1: <laughs> but which is wrong. If they're killing the homeless, let's get rid of the homeless. Yeah. So we can't find who's doing it. So let's just take away their victim pool. So
0: we're not saying that this is the right way to go about it. This is the complete opposite of right.
1: Yeah, but I think he. I think the pressure was starting to get to Ness. It was August 16th of 38 that the two bodies were found in the garbage dump that you could see from his window, Mm -hmm. August 18th, him and a whole load of the Cleveland police force and fire department came marching through Kingsbury run. They snatched up a whole bunch of dudes for questioning. They went like area by area, searching different shacks and shanties, looking for any clues. Maybe there's bloody implements or whoever is doing this lives
0: they got within there. away with that, too, because of his position. Yes. And that he was calling them fire inspections. Which is
1: bananas. So right. no, no search warrant needed. No search
0: warrant. Just It's a fire inspection, so yeah. we have to come inside your dwelling.
1: Right. I, as the fire chief, am going to perform an inspection, and I'm bringing these cops with me just for security. Just
0: in case. Yeah.
1: Just in case, because there's a bunch of bombs around, and one of them might be the mad butcher of Kingsbury Run. So they march through... Uh, arrested a whole bunch of people on suspicion. Probably anyone that said, hey, you can't do that.
0: Or had a knife.
1: Yeah. Uh, searched many shacks, found no clues, and decided to get rid of Kingsbury Run altogether. Because that's the problem. Yeah.
0: Not the murder, it's, the it's the place. That's the find
1: It's the place. It's the it's access to the place. Was his victims. thinking. So they gathered everything up, including what little belongings all these poor people had, and set fire to them, and literally extinguished Kingsbury Run. Mm
0: -hmm. So all those little shacks were no more.
1: Yeah.
0: All those poor people didn't have anywhere else to go now.
1: All the homeless people are now even further displaced. Right. But I guess he thought that would be the end of it. And... Technically speaking, there were only 12 victims, so after they did that, there weren't any other confirmed victims right. of the butcher. But
0: That's they still not still, the way to go about it. They,
1: and they still didn't have any clues. They were no closer to solving... It's like if people keep robbing banks, burn all the money. Then they can't take anything. <laughs> that'll, that'll stop that'll it. That'll teach it teach them. Yeah, that'll stop it, but that's not, (laughs) that doesn't solve anything. No. But there, eventually there were some interesting suspects, and I think you've got a good bit of information there.
0: Yes. So in my research, I found that there were about three viable suspects. Um, The first one was Frank Dolezal, and he lived with that one ID'd victim Polillo for, yeah, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested for her murder, but he died under suspicious circumstances in custody. And I never really yeah. saw what it was. Did you see exactly? Because I never saw how
1: he died. According to the coroner, he suffered six broken ribs while in in jail custody. So okay. they more than likely beat, him. beat the absolute hell out of this guy. <clears throat> and he at 5 foot 8 inches tall hung himself to death oh. from a hook that was 5 foot 7 inches off the ground. Ah. Not easy to do. No. But if someone I you mean strange things have happened but yeah from a hook I guess it would look that way. Right. So it's its pretty it's a widely held belief that law enforcement believed this was the guy and which was he I don't think there was anything about his race there.
0: Uh, I don't believe so. He's the but only he, one I didn't see his race.
1: He was, he allegedly confessed to some of them.
0: Yeah, but... But
1: he was also probably mentally incompetent.
0: Yes, and later he was exonerated. Of yeah. course, after his death.
1: Poor yeah. guy. So he, uh, quote unquote, committed suicide. Yes. But they... At the hands of police, most likely. Right. After being beaten. Because they probably wanted to, A, have a suspect in custody mm-hmm. and be able to tell everyone we solved it. Right. And then tell people, well, he killed himself because of the guilt. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Which is a terrible way to go. Right. But, hey, if you're going to burn down the homeless camp to stop the crimes, you might as well I mean murder a guy and say yeah. we solved it.
0: So, yeah. So that was the, he actually and the last one that I'll bring up were the most viable suspects.
1: hmm so, Although, not Dolezal,
0: which he was exonerated, as I said. Yeah. So we'll get to the the one they think was the one. But the another man they were looking at was Willie Johnson. And he was ID'd by a witness while he was disposing of a body. He had connections with both of the known victims. So that was interesting because they only ID'd two and this guy knew both. Yeah. That's the
1: only connection between any of the victims. Yeah.
0: So he was never actually tried as the torso murderer, but he was tried for a different um, death, you know, the body that he was seen disposing of. Right, someone totally unrelated. Yes, and he was sent to the electric chair in 1944. Mm -hmm. And then the final suspect that they believe... My money's on this one. Yes, was Dr. Francis Sweeney. The Sweeney. He was the most viable of the three, and in World War One, he performed um, amputations on soldiers. That was his job in the war. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was a doctor, and he he was in charge of conducting the amputations. So
1: he would dismember people with surgical precision.
0: Yes. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Later. Would he, he be... have knowledge of anesthetics? Yes, oh, he my would. God.
0: Later, he became an alcoholic, a severe one, and he had anxiety and depression due to all the trauma he saw in the war. Could he have been deranged by his
1: terrible PTSD from the war? I think so.
0: And on top of that, he was gassed in the war, which caused nerve damage. And that's all I found on that, which I was thinking, it might have caused more than just some nerve damage.
1: nerve damage or affected his psyche.
0: Right. Um... So that was something else that he had encountered.
1: Although playing devil's advocate or devil's defense attorney, <laughs> uh, my client had terrible nerve damage from being gassed in the war. How he could he precisely surgically behead twelve right. people? Uh,
0: he could, especially if he was on the booze, that could so over if he had override. The well, it could override. I'm saying like
1: it could you steady know. his nerves. Yeah, a little bit of the the uh, the demon drink.
0: It could override his nerve damage. You know just saying.
1: And this was Um, Prohibition era, so he was drinking moonshine that affected his vision like everyone else. (laughs) So he couldn't have done it. But I think he did. I
0: think he did. So Elliot Ness interviewed him and before he was interviewed, he was held in a hotel room for three days to sober up because he was so drunk, the police didn't even want to interview him. So they held him for three days in a hotel room to dry dry him out. out.
1: In a hotel room? Yeah. Well, that's nice of them. Well, Well, he's, a, he's an esteemed doctor.
0: Right. So, after he was interviewed, I never found much in about the interview itself, but I did find that he failed two polygraphs. And after that, he later started sending threatening postcards to Elliot Ness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, never... Well,
1: everybody was doing that. Well, but, you know,
0: his name was on him and everything. All the evidence, though, against him, unfortunately, was circumstantial. So they couldn't charge him with anything. But we do know that about his background, that he was a surgical doctor in World War I. He mm-hmm. knew about drugs, you know, probably debilitating drugs because of what he did.
1: And how to had had, preserve a body. Some of the corpses were believed to be refrigerated for some time before being right. dismembered. And Which
0: he would have that knowledge. Yeah. Um, he also, um, had his anxiety and depression and was an alcoholic and he was gassed, so he wasn't in his right mind. And he did practice his, he was still a doctor and he did practice in a morgue in that area, which was a, would... Really make it easy for him to kill so and he dispose have access to the tools and he he'd have, have access to everything in a private
1: area a, a private surgery in which mm-hmm. to conduct his.
0: and then um, There was a patient that came forward later and said that some doctor he didn't name him But some doctor who was a man attempted to drug him and I don't it didn't say what the patient was there for mm-hmm. but apparently drugging him was unnecessary So he noted that, and I think he, you know, left and didn't. Oh, let me get my checkbook. Didn't allow anything to happen, but that was, that was another, um, just piece of evidence, kind of angling toward him, Sweeney. But again, it's all circumstantial. Mm -hmm. You can't say for sure that any of that's definitive.
1: Well, if he's he's got medical knowledge, and there's all these people down on their luck, right. word on the street could have been, uh oh, well go, go see. S- that guy, know, he'll do it. Go for see free. that guy, he'll you know, if you your appendix are hurting, go see him, he might be able to help you. And then nobody right. sees that guy again.
0: Right. And that could <laughs> you know? very well have been. It could have been as simple as he
1: didn't have People to do much luring. Looking for help. Yeah. yeah. Him just saying, ah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a doctor. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, you know I can tell what's ailing you. Right. Just come down to my office at the morgue.
0: But unfortunately he died before anything could be looked into further. And so that's why, as of now, there is no actual
1: suspect. The first unsolved case on Crossing the Tape.
0: Yes. An interesting one, though. Mm -hmm.
1: And he was, uh, you say he died before anything was actually definitively proven. Right. Was he um, beaten and found hanging in a jail cell?
0: I don't believe so. No, he
1: received the luxury treatment of dying peacefully on his own. Right. Right. The preferred plan.
0: Right. So, that's all I have with that one.
1: Now, uh, you speculated a bit as far as why castrations and decapitations and dismemberment. um, With all that, you think that the doctor is the most likely culprit?
0: Yeah, because I think his anxiety played a part in that. Just because he was anxious and depressed, and who knows? Maybe at one, t- we don't really know much about him prior to World War One. So right. what if he had a fantastic practice and was well renowned, and then the war happened and sent messed him off up? After
1: the war, and then the depression hit, mm-hmm.
0: and it could have been just his way of having power again. Yeah, I mean, that's in shambles. speculative, but the it's one possibility. Thing he can do, yeah.
1: have yeah, the, the role of you know, ptsd for a wartime surgeon or you know a doctor whose main focus is amputation once all that's gone and it's like i'll oh, just go home and live your normal life now and especially after being gassed and everything and he probably couldn't. alcoholism Yeah, how do you go back to normal after that? He
0: probably couldn't, and that's another big reason he probably did it. Mm
1: -hmm. And He had this weird need, or he only could receive...
0: Gratification. Yeah,
1: satisfaction through doing what he does best.
0: Yeah. Could very well be. To me, he certainly was the most viable suspect, which is what authorities thought as well.
1: I think... In preventing further tragedies, we should take the Elliot Ness method of you know, well, burn down all the homeless camps, then he can't kill any homeless. I think the best way to prevent something like this? No more doctors.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: I think that's the key. I don't I don't if think we so. We can't we can't be overly
0: facetious about things like that.
1: Medical colleges. No. Well, I guess This one will never be solved.
0: No. And I think the answer is just uh, investigation. Hopefully. You have to be lawful, even though not all of this was. But I don't think a lot of that would fly today.
1: The 30s were a different time. Right. And that's all we've got for you today on Crossing the Tape.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Please sign out of the crime scene. Make sure you put the time. Please put the time. <clears throat> military yes no am pm it's no confusing. we don't run on
0: that we run on military
1: thank you for joining us and we will see you again soon perhaps for another mini episode mm-hmm. that i'm sure everyone loved so much i hope so signing off i'm brendan i'm hillary so long